Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, we are, of course, saying it correctly for those that get an inquiry. I don't know, it's so easy to do, mm-hmm. and yet I hear people still saying Nevada, and I go, <laughs> yeah. nails on a chalkboard. Yes. Like, just, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, we mentioned off the beginning of the show, there's a lot of breaking news today affecting the sports world, certainly with golf. We're going to talk more about that with Len Hochberg coming up later on this hour. But also, we mentioned off the top, we had heard the news of Deshaun Watson and how that might affect people out there in the, in the futures market for the Cleveland Browns. And that 20 of the 24 complaints against Watson, uh, they have reached a confidential settlement in all but four of those cases. But the NFL says that that fact does not change Mm -hmm. the direction that they are going with the suspension that is impending. So the idea is there still is a suspension looming for Deshaun Watson. Now, when you look at the Browns, and again, I, I've said this to you and had numerous conversations with Mike Pritchard about this as well here on the Lombardi line. I don't know how you forecast what the Browns are going to look like. Because, again, to win the division, Bet MJ and get 2-1. to one. Win the AFC, because the roster looks loaded. Right. 9-1. to one. Win the Super Bowl, 18-1. to one. Off the board right now for wins, total wins. Well, and, and, and look, I think this is a team that's in a holding pattern. I don't think you want to necessarily, because you got to think there's going to be some kind of suspension at least because, look, they have a league conduct policy. So, well, we're like, hearing a, a record suspension's coming, right? right? Like something we've never seen before. Right, but we don't, we don't know what that's going to be. You right. know, we were thinking, okay, maybe six games. Maybe it's going to be the season because Cleveland also is working still. They're still dealing with that trade or potential trade with the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. where it looks like that's where Baker Mayfield is probably going to end up. But how much of the money does Cleveland want to pay? And I think it came out last week. I believe it might have been Albert Breer, the NFL Network, if I'm not mistaken. Then Josephine Anderson of CBS Sports also confirmed it, that Cleveland was, I think, willing to pay about half the contract. That's what we're hearing. For Baker Mayfield to go ahead and trade him uh, down to Carolina. where That's where I think he's going to be. So that means it's going to be Jacoby Brissett that's going to be the starting quarterback, at least the interim starting quarterback there in Cleveland. And look, Brissett has been in this situation before, and, and I watched it in Indianapolis where – I always say about Brissett, and this seems like a backhanded compliment or or whatever, or kind of, you know, not giving him the credit maybe he deserves, but he's not a guy that's going to go just go grab a game and win it no. for you. He's not a Mahomes type no. or a Josh Allen or a Rodgers or one of those that's going to be like, okay, I'm just going to grab this uh, victory from the jaws of defeat here. But he's a guy that's not going to lose games for you either. No, he's going to be you know, what you want a backup quarterback in the league to be, right? He's going to be a guy that you trust for as long as you need him, but probably not going to be a guy that you say I can win a Super Bowl with. And that's the, that's, the, the plight of most backup quarterbacks. But I think, you know, this is the way you got to handicap these things. We're going to get to Carolina here in a second because it does, and our own, of course, Michael Lombardi, 
has already said that this trade is is pretty much going yes. to happen, right? We're yeah, going you to can kind of get the sense that it is. Right. So we'll get to Carolina in a second. But for Cleveland's sake, if you are trying to delay and take some of these numbers, enter at your own risk because Jacoby Brissett is a capable backup quarterback. But again, is he on par with a Mitchell Trubisky, who we think might be the starter in Pittsburgh? Okay, make that case, yeah. right? Uh, is he Lamar Jackson? No, right? Is he Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. So I think a lot of us, when you kind of look at the division and you see them at two to one, I think most people like the roster of the Browns. Mm-hmm. But what Brissett does is what Deshaun Watson really doesn't do. Because when I think of Deshaun Watson, you know what I don't think of? Running the football. Right. <laughs> right. I don't, you know, I don't think, like, let's just pound the rock with Nick Chubb and with Hunt and let's utilize, utilize well, this great offensive line in our running backs. And that's what I think Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Belt, the offensive coordinator there for Cleveland, you got to think that they are going to run the ball because they're very good at running the ball when you have Chubb and Hunt and then you had uh, the kid Johnson who yeah. was like the third or fourth string guy and had that great Thursday night game pretty much won him the game against Denver. But keep in mind with Cleveland, one of the reasons why you still think that maybe they could be on an upswing, even with all this controversy and given Deshaun Watson, all this guaranteed money is because I think they're going to be healthier Mm -hmm. because last year, I think the reason why this team did not make the playoffs was because I think injuries really caught up to them, especially on that offensive line. Because all of a sudden, if you have some erratic quarterback play, which they certainly had with Baker Mayfield, now, you know, you got to run the ball and now teams can stack the box against you. When Chubb was out for a respite, so was Kareem Hunt. That's why they had to play their third and fourth running back on the roster. But the offensive line was just beat up. Conklin was out it for was. several games. So they had to really mix and match, uh, you know, kind of a hodgepodge of combinations there. But I think if that offensive line stays healthy, this is a really good division. I know, you know, the AFC West is the talk of the offseason, and <laughs> rightfully so, because it is going to be the wild, wild West and high-scoring games pretty much every time those teams play each other. But the AFC North, I still think, is is there because if you look, Cincinnati, we kind of expect, and maybe we're wrong to expect this, a little bit of regression just because they kind of were ahead of their skis a little bit. They mm-hmm. were kind of ahead of schedule, but you know, Cincinnati, they got to work on the offensive line, keep Joe Burrow healthy. Obviously what we saw in the Super Bowl. I mean, how many times did he get sacked, especially in the second half, he was getting hit every time. And they so. have upgraded in the off season, their yes. offensive line, at least on paper, yes. it looks better. Yes. But, but you have that, you have Pittsburgh who still has a championship defense. Can Trubisky come in and, you know, make the offense at least a little bit better. And, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, they don't, they just don't, have losing seasons, even though no, they're predicted to fin- they're predicted to finish last. But that's why I think you know that defense is so good; it's going to keep them in games. And then Baltimore is this the year Lamar? Because I think this is his last year of his contract. Is this the year Lamar finally really steps up as a passer? We know he's got a strong arm, oh, but it's just got a cannon. It's just the accuracy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be you know throwing for like low two thousand yards and compete in the AFC. You got to be able to get the football down the field, but yet you don't want him not to use his legs because he has those legs that hardly any other quarterback in the league has. So you got to kind of mix and match and find a happy medium there. But nevertheless, Lamar Jackson is going to have to make more big throws down the field. I think if you're going to contend to win an AFC championship, when you've got Kansas city and the chargers and you got the Buffalo bills and so many teams, I mean, there's so many teams that can make the playoffs and make a run in the AFC. You know, it's interesting about Lamar Jackson, who's negotiating himself without an agent for this new pending deal with the Ravens. When I did not have uh, somebody doing that on my behalf, I was once told that I was the worst negotiator of me. And so Mm -hmm. it it can play on you if you're Lamar Jackson, and now you have this dual responsibility of trying to go to the brass and and be the agent. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because I think a lot of people believe they're going to be the worst to first team Mm -hmm. in that division. But Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson's got to figure that out and or the Ravens because the Ravens say, hey, we're here, we're, we're willing to negotiate. And Lamar's like, nah, I'm just going to roll the dice. Right. And I'll just I'll show up when I show up, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that plays out. Conversely, for the Browns, we talked about the pending trade here of Baker Mayfield to Carolina. I just looked, and I can find on certain places out here in Sin City, you can get Carolina 5-1 to one to make the playoffs. Do you look at the Panthers and that defense when healthy? Okay. Christian McCaffrey coming back now. We, we always say that. McCaffrey's healthy. Well, is he? You hope so. This team burned me last year because I had them 
over eight wins. Well, they were three and oh, they ended up winning two more games the rest of the season. Right. Wes, how much better if this, what we believe, according to Michael Lombardi and other sources that we're hearing, that this trade is going to go through, how much of an upgrade would Baker Mayfield be from sudden Sam Darnold? A slight one, I, I would think, and maybe Baker Mayfield is going to be able to say, you know, okay, I took a hit, my reputation took a hit, maybe he's going to play with the chip on his shoulder, but really the whole Carolina organization needs to play with the chip on his shoulder because Matt Rule all of a sudden on the hot seat, mm. I know David Tepper is the guy that eventually signed off on the hire, but that's still a relatively new owner it is. for that Carolina franchise. And when you're a new owner, you want to win and you want to win right now. You don't want to be patient. Well, we'll build a little bit here and there, get a little bit better this year and then next year. You want to win right now because these franchises obviously Obviously, of what the Denver Broncos just went for in their sale. These aren't cheap. These are very valuable. So you're going to be willing to spend the money to win here. But at Carolina to make the playoffs, I don't want to say no necessarily because I think in the NFC, it could be a little wide open totally because agree. you've got two or three really good teams and then you take a big drop off. However, in that NFC South, I know everybody is going to make Tampa Bay the favorite and rightfully so sure. with Tom Brady coming back. But I really do like the Saints this year. I think that they're a surprise team and they're the team I may, you know, take as kind of a little bit middle to longer shot to, to win the Super Bowl because mm. I think having Having Dennis Allen there just gives them a new voice. And Sean Payton, as great of a run as he has, sometimes you need a new voice. And sometimes maybe your message doesn't get through to the team or the team doesn't respond to your message or what have you. Now you have Dennis Allen. They did commit at least to Jameis Winston for the short-term two-year deal. So he is going to be your starter. Michael Thomas is going to be back. We know that Michael Thomas and Sean Payton – they, they, that relationship was pretty much napalm yep. between those two. So he's coming back. So we'll see what he has left. I think New Orleans drafted some young guys with uh, Olave out of uh, Ohio State and then drafting the tackle from Northern Iowa to replace Taron Armstead, who's yep. now in Miami. But this defense still one of the top oh. defenses in the league. And I know we're not used to saying that about no. the Saints because it's always like they're always in 34, 31 games, it seemed like. But the defense last year was excellent. Dennis Allen, you know, Know, there's still some continuity in the organization because he was a defensive coordinator. So uh, I'm not very high on Carolina, but I am a little higher on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting observation because quiet is kept. When the Bucks had that great defense is when they won the Super Bowl. Then they had a lot of injuries to it last year. Carolina is building a solid defense, but New Orleans has it. Mm -hmm. It is there right now. I think you can make the case they have the best defense in the division, led by the guy that built it, and that's Dennis Allen, yep. who just kind of switches up a role here to the head coach with Sean Payton out. Okay, much more to get to here. Talk a little baseball, certainly more golf. Come on back. It is the Lombardi line on these and these sports betting numbers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue the Lombardi line here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds coming at you. And it is official now, Wes Reynolds, as Live Golf puts out the announcement. Welcome at Abraham underscore answer. Yeah, that was reported kind of over the last couple of days that he more than likely is going to make the jump. The uh, Mexican slash American player dual mm-hmm. citizenship. So Abraham answer now going to uh, take part in this. And uh, you just... Uh, you know, you're seeing all the comments because all the players, of course, are doing media availability up there at the Travelers. I know Harris English, who's the defending champion, by the way, he just got back yep. on tour three weeks ago. He was out for about four months surgery. with hip surgery. Yep. So, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, talking about, asked about uh, the suspensions. He goes, I think it would be unfair to the PGA Tour players for those guys not to be suspended. So there are guys Man. that are sticking up for the tour, you know, and this is going to get, this is going to get, uh, you know, even more dicey because there's going to be a lot of heat. We saw it a little bit last week uh, where some guys were maybe getting the brush off or getting a little bit of the snub or the silent treatment. Mm-hmm. And th- this is just causing tension, which I think oh. it is, is unfortunate. But, you know, every every player is going to be different here. So we'll see how many more are going to go. Obviously, this is only the second event coming up at the beginning of the month out of Pumpkin Ridge in Portland. Yep. And there's eight total events this year and now the PGA Tour of course putting out the new things that they're going to try to do with this schedule where they're not necessarily having the wraparound season and they're going to have these 50 player events interspersed and how that's going to affect just the whole dynamic of the schedule are you going to have some of these events on the PGA Tour that have been events for years all of a sudden get dropped or be secondary because I got a feeling these sponsors now that's who we don't talk about here and I know we never bleed for the corporate guys no, you know you never bleed for them but they don't spend their money. It, it doesn't. It's not cheap to sponsor or be a title sponsor of a PGA Tour event. No, it's a lot of a lot of shekels, shall we say? <laughs> and these guys, you know, it's like we don't pay our sponsorship and all these sponsorship dollars to activate it and to be the title sponsor and all that stuff to sponsor some like secondary event. You know, so they want it to be a primary event that's going to get top players there and not guys where the best player in our field is like, you know, the 51st ranked guy or something like that. No question about it. Abe answer right now is the 20th ranked player in the world. So that means live golf now has eight of the top 50 players in the world that have committed to their new tour. We'll see how that event looks uh, in Portland here in a couple weeks and see the tentacles from it. But again, this is an ongoing, it's like we get a nice four day respite from it mm-hmm. at the U S open. I know. And then you, all hell breaks loose again. You had a great U S open. And it's not just because I had the winning ticket. Uh, so I don't want to be totally self-serving, no, but, but, you nailed it, but it feels like a year ago already. I know. Doesn't it? I know. Cause uh, you know, I just happened to see uh, Matt Fitzpatrick with the trophy. He was on the today show out in the plaza at Rockefeller center there at 30 rock. And it's like, Man, that seemed like so yesterday, Good so Lord. to speak, because now, now we're back and, you know, the story was put on hold for about four days and we had a tremendous golf tournament there at the U.S. Open. Uh, the course was great, too, Country Club, but 
Now it's just like, okay, back to back business, to back to the usual suspects where it's like, okay, I saw that tweet that Jay Monahan was calling that meeting with the players this morning and just reminded me of Emilio Estevez on the bus with the Mighty Ducks. Like, let's get ready for battle. It's, it is. I mean, I remember, I'm a, I love history, obviously, in the, in the Civil War. They used to, at night, the Union soldiers and the Confederate soldiers, they would sing songs back to each other. Mm-hmm. And then get up and fight. That mm-hmm. feels like what's happening right now in the world of golf. Like, hey, we'll yeah. get together. We'll be peaceful for four days. And now we're going to fight like hell again. And here we go back at it. Yep. So, man, this is not a story that seems like it's going to end anytime soon. We're going to take a break from it right now. But let's get back to baseball. And I do want to look at some of these MVP numbers. Because right now in the American League, another guy, we talked about Lamar Jackson betting on himself. How about the judge in mm-hmm. New York? Speaking of betting on himself. Uh, he's going to break the proverbial bank with what he's doing, betting on himself with his contract coming up here. And he said, you know what? Fine. I'll just play out the season. And then it's really going to cost you if you don't come to a new deal with me. Are we looking at right now? He's the favorite minus dollar 15 here. I bet I'm to become the American league MVP and take that away from Shohei Otani. And then you have a guy right there in Anaheim. And by the way, it's just fascinating to always look at Anaheim with two of the three shortest favorites on the board. And they're always under 500. Right, but they, but they've but they've won it before. Mike Trout certainly has. Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned Aaron Judge, the judge, jury, and executioner right now in the American League. Now at odds on to win at minus one fifteen, rightfully so. He is the home run leader, and you know that's why I bet him before the season. Because he, I think, you know, if he stays healthy, he was healthy as he was, you know, throughout his entire career last year, didn't miss many games. And the fact that he's just going to get stupid money, I don't yeah. even know what it is. It's going to be probably $300 million, however many years. But, you know, is he going to stay in New York City? But, you know, if he leaves New where, York where City. Where would he go? Because, like, to me, it's, it's like he's going to become the highest paid player in the history of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. at this rate, barring. And right. that's all we, we hope he just stays healthy. And, you know, the Shohei Otani conversation is fascinating to me because, you know, we said, wow, he's, he's the unicorn. He does something nobody else can do, i.e. pitch. They yeah. switch the rules so that he can make sure that he can play and, 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 and still stay in the games when he comes out on days that he pitches. But Aaron Judge's defense mm-hmm. is awesome. Right, mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a weakness, and he's playing every yeah. day predominantly. So and, he's and, and maybe you know, if he leads the Yankees to a World Championship, and they do have the best record in baseball right now, fifty and seventeen, it's like, do I really want to leave this? Because now all of a sudden, I'm the god in New York I'm City. The I'm, New York. I'm the main dude. You mm-hmm. know, he's fighting William Hill for that title. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you know, Judge, maybe he wants to go back. Uh, if you look at where he's from, he's from the San Joaquin Valley. Went to Fresno State, so he's kind oh. of a Bay Area guy. But oh. I don't know if he necessarily goes back to California. I don't think this is like a Freddie Freeman deal Okay, where Freddie Freeman, you know, home. was from Southern California. It's like, okay, mama, I'm coming home. So we shall see uh, uh, what is going on with that. But uh, anyway, let me get back to the Yankees okay. Rays because we do have some injury updates Uh-oh. here on the Rays side. Kevin Kiermeyer now on the 10 day IL with the left hip injury. Miguel Manuel Margot, I talked about, you know, made that jump in right field, couldn't come down with that ball from hit by Aaron Hicks. Right knee sprain, MRI pending, 10-day IL. So gets worse for the Rays. The Rays already really shorthanded at the plate. So we kind of touched on that game earlier If Will Hill. Decent-sized price to lay on the road with Nestor Cortez. But look, Cy Young candidate, I don't know if I'm going to lay it, but I don't know how much I really want the Rays right now because they are kind of running on fumes when it comes to that batting order. A couple weeks ago on Betting Across America, you and I were discussing one Goldie, the Lumberjack in St. Louis, Paul Goldschmidt. And back then, I think he could have got about 11-1 to to be the NL MVP. Not anymore. He is now the favorite to win, and he's at plus $1.75. Manny Machado, who got nicked up, and we saw the injury when we were doing the show together this weekend. It looked bad. It's not a fracture, Thank though. It goodness. is just a sprain. So, uh, you know, a sigh of relief from the Padres have been kind of one of the great stories of the season to do this without Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw, I saw, I, I felt like I almost gave Derek Stevens on the nightcap a heart attack on Friday because Circus Sports has that relationship, yeah. sponsorship with the Padres. And it came across that Joe Musgrove, who we were talking about with some of the Cy Young uh, odds earlier, that Joe Musgrove, 
Cove was on the injured list. That was put out there by the Associated Press. So don't blame me. Bring the Associated <laughs> Press here, who usually you can kind of trust in terms of reporting accurate information. And then they updated it. It was the COVID slash IL. So, so only, only going to probably miss a start. Thank goodness. And you look at those numbers there. And again, we, you know, we'll find out how much time Manny has to miss. If that could really factor in for games played at the end of the year. Uh, you see the defending champion there, Bryce Harper, at plus a 50. Uh, you got Acuna Jr. now and Trey, of course, and got all those Dodgers up there as well at three on the board. Uh, that's pretty amazing in and of itself. And then you get the long shot in Juan Soto, where maybe if you hope for a, a, a muddled field, if you will, mm-hmm. and then on a really bad team, could you have an Andre Dawson situation like you had back in the 80s? Or even a Mike Trout, right? On a right. bad team, Trout would still win the MVP, even though the Angels were never in contention. Would you play a longer shot here and hope that things kind of get closer to the pack and we really do look at the numbers and not necessarily the team performance? I suppose you could, but there's kind of a guy that's not exactly a long shot, but probably not getting a lot of the ink, and that's your boy, Pete Alonzo. Oh, Petey! Who, who oh, by the way, uh, did you know that the – I'm sure you knew this as a longtime Mets fan. The Mets have never had a National League MVP. It is – it is like we never had a no-hitter week until Johan Santana got mm-hmm. that check mark, right? Mm-hmm. Next one is MVP. That is amazing to me. When yeah. you think, like, like Keith Hernandez won an MVP, but he won it in St. Louis yeah. Yeah. before he became a member of the Metropolitan. And, and the thing about Alonzo, too, is, is you wonder – analytically, you know, you look at some of his figures and they don't really stand out, even though he leads the national league in RBIs. But, you know, you wonder if these voters now, the more modern day voters are going to vote on those numbers because, you know, the, the whole thing, the war went above replacement and, and all this other stuff, they get dragged down a little bit by his defense, but he's actually third among NL first baseman and errors and last among first baseman and defensive run saves. So you wonder if that's going to hurt him even though his offense has been absolutely superlative. But, you know, sometimes it's a team award, too. And if the Mets keep doing what they're doing and run away with this very competitive all of a sudden NL East, I think Pete Alonso is going to get some support. Keith Hernandez won an MVP in a World Series in St. Louis. Then he became the linchpin of the Metropolitan's team that won the World Series in 1986. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's the best defenseman, uh, defensive first baseman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He goes in, he should go in as He's a Keith Hernandez. He's Keith Hernandez. Like he said to Elaine. Come on back. We're going to have Lynn Hockberg next on the Lombardi on MVC, the Sports Betting Network. Summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer back alongside West Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And, you know, I come from the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. I worked at, at Fox in D.C. for almost two decades. And back in those days, the preeminent authority on the world of golf at the Washington Post was Len Hochberg. And I've been fortunate enough to be in contact with Len through the years, had him on prior shows when I was in Chicago, and now he does a great job for Rotowire and DraftKings. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Len Hochberg. Len, it's great to have you back in the program, my friend. You know, I wanted to talk to you when we wanted to have you on just to talk about the Travelers and your thoughts on the U.S. Open. And then you wake up to this morning, Len, and the whole golf world changes Again, with the news of Brooks Kepka, now Abraham Answer, they go to live golf. I follow you on Twitter. You're a very entertaining follow there. What are your thoughts, though? Did you ever think that you would see a day like we're seeing today in the world of golf? Well, Dave, great to be with you. Great to be with you again. Wes, great to be with you as well. And the answer is no. Um, it's just unbelievable what is happening. And, uh, you know, I have to check Twitter uh, five seconds before I come on to see what has changed uh, in the interim. So it, it is just evolving. Uh, you know, needless to say, it is just not good for the PGA Tour, whether it is good for golf. That's a whole nother issue that we will see down the road. I'm kind of 
wondering about that as well. But this is just a crazy time, and we've, I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this in sports in our lifetime. In sports. That's the thing. It's not just yeah. golf class. Yeah. Like, this is, we're seeing kind of the sea change right before our eyes. And I'm with Len West. I don't know if this is going to be good or bad, but th- th- it's not going away. That's the point. Yeah, I tend to maybe lean more on the bad side, but, but we shall see. Actually, uh, Len had a funny tweet at Len Hochberg, by the way. Follow him on the tweets uh, saying, Brooks Kepka, his tea time for the Travelers <laughs> if he remains in that field. Because we were discussing, is yes. he going to stay in or are they going to suspend him now? Or what are they going to do? 10th tee, 4.30 a.m., single tea time by himself. <laughs> maybe uh, fly Jeff Knox up from Augusta to see you know if he could play a twosome. And Len, that's the, that's the point, right, Len? Like, how does he show up Thursday? Because, you know, we're seeing numbers around 40, 45 to 1 here that you could still get. But how does the tour deal with this if he does the George Costanza and shows up for work on the PGA Tour on Thursday? <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the blueprint for the tour is to, has been to not suspend the guys until they hit a shot for live. Uh, and and he obviously will not do that uh, until next week in Portland. So uh, I, I think their lawyers have told them uh, that you cannot suspend him beforehand, and so they won't. And uh, you know, but the unbelievable to for Brooks Kepka to show up on the first tee on Thursday morning, just like George Costanza, <laughs> would be incredible. And and don't even go anywhere like. If he's on the leaderboard on Sunday and, dare I say, he wins, I mean, that would just be head explodes. Len, before we get to the Travelers this week, I do want to look back to this weekend at the U.S. Open. Uh, great event and a lot of, you know, intrigue. It came down to the final putt. Will Salatoris uh, yet again has a bridesmaid. Uh, couldn't make that 14-footer. But Matt Fitzpatrick finally breaks through. We always knew that this guy was a talented player, just didn't have that breakthrough win in America. Had won several times on the DP World Tour, but still one of the many young, talented players. Just 27 out there right now. Do you think Matt Fitzpatrick is going to be a guy that's going to have some staying power, though. And all of a sudden, now he's got that win, and this guy's going to be contending for majors and big tournaments for several years to come. It certainly looks that way now, Wes. And, you know, as I wrote in the recap the other day, you know, the the course, the, the golf is littered with guys who were supposed to win, who we thought they would win tournaments, who we thought they would win majors, and they just never did. And Ricky Fowler was top right. five in four majors in one year and a few years back. Nothing. Um, but, you know, once you get through, and Matt Fitzpatrick really started to raise his game this year. He was top ten almost every week and played well in the majors, which he hadn't done in, in a while. So I think, yeah, I mean, he really has shown grit and determination. I'm not going to say he's going to win three or four majors. I think if you you, you could put the – you know, number of majors for uh, Matt Fitzpatrick for the rest of his career at uh, a half or Mm -hmm. uh, the over-under or one and a half, and you'd get a lot of action on both sides of it. But that said, I do think, you know, that he is a quality player and he has shown his commitment to the PGA Tour, so I think we will be seeing a lot of him. You know, it's it's so interesting you say that, Len, and you know me, and you know I'm right there with you, that that people just ordain guys, you know, Cantley's destined to win one, and all these guys are definitely going to win. They may, but it's so hard to win just one. So now let's talk about Rory McIlroy, because you and I have had discussions with him uh, through the years about whether or not we're going to see the return to the assertion of the best player in the world. It feels like he, he is ascending back to that that mythical throne here, Len. Do you see enough in, in Rory's game now to say not only is he going to break through again, because it's been almost a decade, but when he does, we got another bunch of majors coming for Rory? How do you handicap what you see out of Roars? He's number two in the world, kind of quietly back to number two in the world this week. And he hadn't been number two in uh, about two years, since I believe the summer of 2020. So he is playing better now, a top 10 in all three majors, playing better now than he has in quite some time. Again, it sure looks like Rory is going to win another major. And, you know, in, in, in a funny sort of way, circling back to live, he seems to have more impetus to do well now that Greg Norman and Liv and all of this is going on, that he has taken the PGA Tour on his back, on his shoulders, and wants to defend the tour, and that's honorable, and it's fascinating, and it's great to see. Uh, 
But if you're going to tell me that Rory McIlroy is definitely going to win another major or definitely going to win multiple majors, I'm going to say, I don't know. Yeah, we've been waiting since 2014 at Valhalla, but, you know, you certainly, I think, lean more toward the yes, but we can't assume because that's the funny thing about this game. But, Len, nevertheless, Rory is in the field this week at the Travelers, a really good field, even though we've been talking about almost like the demise of the PGA (laughs) Tour, if you're reading some of the comments on the Twitter machine. But a great field here for the Travelers. A lot of chalk up there. Rory McIlroy in the field, Scotty Scheffler in the field, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Sam Burns. So five of the top. 10 in the OWGR, but if you look kind of at their form at this course, not really a lot to write home about with these guys, except when Cantlay shot that 60 as an amateur back in 2011. So when you kind of handicap this event, are you willing to go a little bit down the board and kind of skirt the uh, top odds guys, considering a couple of these guys were right in the thick of it at the U.S. Open? Yeah, I'm generally a guy who likes to stay away from guys who played meaningful minutes, as I like to call it, in a in a major the week before. And and Rory's actually had meaningful minutes the last two weeks. Uh, you know, when going back to his win in Canada. And you're right, he's never uh, played especially well here. Uh, Justin Thomas has one top ten here. Uh, Patrick Cantlay has been playing great in every tournament but the majors right. and the players, <laughs> other, other than the majors and the players. Uh, he's been great. He's had six top tens in eight other starts this year. Of all the top guys, I like him the best. But, you know, along the lines of, of avoiding guys who were in meaningful minutes last week, Scotty Scheffler seems to be impervious to just about anything going on around him. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if he came back and started to play lights out again this week and won again this week. So I guess I like Scheffler. I like Cantlay. Uh, And Sam Burns, if we look at him, interestingly, three years in a row he's played here from 43rd to 24th to 13th. He's gotten better every year. This is a course where, where repetition will help. It's not just bomb and gouge. You've got to play your angles. He's figuring it out. Got about a minute to go with Len Hochberg. And Len, very quickly, because Wes and I have talked about this a lot through the last couple of weeks here, about what happens next and what the, US, the, the, uh, the Open Championship won't be affected by. It, but going into next year in the major championships and certainly the President's Cup and down the road in the Ryder Cup, what do you think should be the correct remedy for these rogue players that have not gone to live golf? Because, Len, I want to still see the best of the world at the biggest events in the world. Yeah, it's it's a very tough call. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a sports fan. We've all been sports fans our, our entire lives, and we've seen this rogue outfit come in and try and just disrupt everything that we, we know to be right in sports by just giving these guys oodles and oodles of money, and you wonder what their impetus is to even try and play well on the live tour and to eat what, what, why they even have to compete hard and try and win the tournaments. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen. I think the biggest, 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 uh, fulcrum in all of this could be uh, Augusta National. And if Augusta National has so much power in this game, if they prevent these guys from playing, uh, I, I think that will be a, a huge thing. And, and part of me wants them to, to do that. I, I know the best guys all won't be there. I'm not sure how many of the best guys won't be there, but it seems like we have a lot of the top 10 still sticking around the PGA Tour. So I think just as a fan. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, Got to wrap it up there. Fan. We're back on VEASAN in just a moment. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. What free bets and risk-free tokens? Planning a trip to Vegas? Convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. As we wrap up, Another good edition of the Lombardi line here on Vista. We do have a lot of day baseball, depending on where you are in the country, whether it's day or night. Mm-hmm. But it's still weird for me, only one year into my Las Vegas experience, waking up and seeing baseball getting ready to start. So right. we've got a little bit of a, of a buffer here before we get to the cards and the Brewers. Uh, we know for the Cardinals today, and we talked about it with uh, Will Hill in our number one, he likes the cards to get that offense going against uh, the Milwaukee uh, Brewers pitching staff today. What do you make of that handicap here with St. Louis on the road? Well, uh, look, Flaherty, who's really, I think, the ace of that staff, he's only been back now for just a couple starts, or actually just one start for that matter. So, you know, usually that's one of those times where a guy comes off the DL, usually the first start I like to fade, because I often think it takes a couple starts to really, you know, get your mojo back mm-hmm. at least a little bit. So just looking at, at what this is tonight, total of nine Cardinals have gotten the money a little bit. Uh, Milwaukee, a nice two Oh win behind Corbin Burns won their fourth straight. So uh, they're going to continue to roll uh, with uh, Chichi Gonzalez, who by the way, makes his Brewers debut tonight. He was with the twins. Mm-hmm. And, and you remember last year, he had a tough year in Colorado. He got, he got punched around was probably a yep. one of the worst starting pitchers in the league. Went back down to the minors. Uh, now he is with Milwaukee. So you do have not only Chi-Chi Gonzalez, who struggled, has struggled a little bit. They've continued. They maybe not be as pronounced as they were last year when he was wearing a Colorado Rockies uniform. But Flaherty came back from the 60-day injured list, uh, made his debut last week against the Pirates, gave up four runs, two earned over three innings. So, you know, still having that shoulder inflammation, and you're trying to stretch him out. So, you know, Cardinals said, okay, they're going to return him early on a pitch count rather than rehab him more in the minors. So he's going to pitch probably about 75 pitches, I think, is the pitch count that they put out there. So, you know, Flaherty, even though he's kind of their ace, if you look at the advanced metrics, uh, you know, despite 322 on the ERA, the XERA was about a run and a half higher at 489. Uh, you know, the slugging percentage, you were able to hit hard against him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the velocity is still down, recovering from that shoulder inflammation. You know, the fastball, he was clocking out about 92 last week in that start, that brief start he had against Pittsburgh. That was almost a mile and a half 
per hour down from yeah. where he had in 2021. So, you know, is Flaherty going to kind of change it up at least and rely more on his slider, rely more on the curveball? We kind of saw that a little bit, even though he's now back on the injured list. Remember Strasburg returned mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and you just looked at him as like his velocity is shot. Yep. You know, he's got to learn. Guy. He's got to learn how to pitch different now. Yep. You know, he's got to be location, location, location. He's got to get the off-speed stuff and the curveball working a little bit more. So, look, Flaherty's not going to go very deep in the game, so that means the bullpen is going to have to take at least half the game. Cardinals about middle of the road in terms of the bullpen. So, if I were to play this game, I really don't like a side here, even though the Cardinals certainly have gotten the money. And I think that's probably just the market fading Chi-Chi Gonzalez sure. here at this point when making his uh, debut up there in Miller Park. But I kind of like the over here yeah, at, at over nine. And, and you're seeing some 115s, uh, 120 juice to the over. I still think that that number is good. I think that's where it opened, actually, the consensus opener. But that's certainly where I would go because, look, maybe Flaherty gets hit around. And even if he's effective, he's probably only going into the fourth inning based on that 75 pitch count. I think it's the right way to go if you're going to play it. And certainly Will Hill uh, concurs here that he likes the Cardinals to score some runs today uh, with that team total over four and a half runs. Uh, against uh, Chi-Chi, and it also reminds me of two things. You mentioned Strasburg having to learn how to pitch again. If you remember the old pitcher Frank Tanana, and the line on Frank Tanana was he threw in the 90s and the 70s, and he threw in the 70s and the 90s, yes. and that's the way he kept his, his career going for into three three decades. Mm -hmm. You have to reinvent mm -hmm. yourself uh, in order when the velocity is not there with Flaherty and it's not there with Strasburg. That's what truly great pitchers do. Mm -hmm. So Flaherty might have to start to – Rethink things if the velocity is down. And the other thing is, of course, I know you remember WKRP in Cincinnati. I do. Les Nesman, when he was doing his sports read on the radio for Chichi Rodriguez. Yes. He called him Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> That's what I think of every time I see that name. <laughs> Let's keep going down the board a little bit here with Toronto against Chicago and the White Sox here. Because, you know, we mentioned that we both kind of like the over in this Cardinals-Brewers game. It feels like they're leading you down the primrose path to the under when you have the, the pitch-up matchup uh, between Kevin Gosman and Dylan Cease. That number's right at nine as well. And it's juiced to the over. Would you lean under here at even money? Yeah, uh, Gaussman uh, started off pretty red hot, but has kind of regressed, been hit around a little bit in his last couple starts. Uh, Seas has kind of been, you know, basically what he is, even though, he, you know, he's improved a little bit on his ERA. The ERA and the XPIP about equal, a little bit higher on that fielding independent rate. But both of these guys have kind of had some rotten luck when you look at that batting average balls in play. Gaussman, 369. Mm. That is high for a guy that has only an ERA barely over three. Right. And the same thing with Dylan Cease at 335. So I'm seeing the the over get bet a little bit here. And by the way, it was 8-7 last night. Uh, Blue Jays almost made that comeback. Hey, it was 8-2 to two after on. the fifth. But uh, <laughs> Lance Lynn, of course, another guy that just returned from the injured list. He now has a couple starts under his belt. So starting to get going. He got the victory last night. But, you know, looking at this. I'm seeing the over get bet because these are two pretty good offenses because I do think that the White Sox, and I talked about that with Cody Decker, uh, former major leaguer mm -hmm. who joins us here up and down the network on Visa and, uh, last Friday night, and he's like, you got to look at the White Sox. I think there eventually is a buy spot because Moncada is on the injured list. You have Monty Grandal on the injured list. Of course, Eloy Jimenez has been out since late April, so eventually they're going to get some power back in the lineup. It looks like T.A. Tim Anderson is back off a short uh, – stand on the DL. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the market's betting it to the over, but I'm not so sure. I think maybe there's some positive regression actually for both of these pitchers. When I look at that batting average balls in play. So, you know, maybe this is going to keep getting bet and I can go nine and a half juice to the under. I'd much rather do that than take nine, but would still lean nine, even money. Cause it's a dollar 20 juice to the over. So you get even money on the under, but that'd be my lean here for Toronto and the uh, South Siders. I'm picking up what you're putting down and I'm thinking exactly the same thing. Wes Reynolds. Let's talk a little bit about the angels. And I hope Jonathan Von Tobel is not listening right now. I, I don't know what to make of this team, right? They go on these ridiculous streaks mm -hmm. kind of in, in different ways here. And you got Reed Detmers on the, the bump today against the Royals. And they are right now about a minus a dollar 60 you're seeing uh, out there. What do you make of the angels as a whole? And what do you, do you like them today? Yeah, this is uh, I, I'm guessing he is not listening. He is on a well-deserved vacation. Good. JVT uh, carrying our NBA coverage here at VEASAN. But yeah, just looking at this, it is going to be uh, uh, Jonathan Heasley against Reed Detmers. Uh, 
Jonathan Heasley, one and three so far this season, 372 ARA, 140 on the whip, but he's been better his last three games, allowing just five runs on 13 hits in his last 17 innings. Royals, not a team where the pitchers get a lot of run support. They don't exactly hit them all over the yard. No. So now you're going against Reed Detmers. Uh, Royals, bottom third, I would say, of the league against left-handed pitching. I think 22nd in batting average since May 1st. Meanwhile, you wonder about the Angels. The Angels aren't exactly hitting right now since uh, the beginning of May. Just 23rd in batting average, 22nd in weighted on-base average, and that's against right-handed pitchers, who they are certainly getting tonight. So Heasley against Detmers. Nine and a half is the total. I think nine. I think nine and a half is a little high actually Ooh. here for these two teams. So uh, small lean that way. I have not bet this accordingly. Uh, Rolls aren't a team. The Rolls are kind of what they are. They're not a team I really bet on or bet against. They're kind of a team I stay away from. Twenty four and forty two. So. Uh, you know, they're fighting my Cincinnati Reds for one of the worst records in baseball. Reds currently 23 and 43. They get the Dodgers tonight. And uh, a guy would, that we didn't mention in our NL Cy Young discussion, Tony Gonsolin, who, by the way, it's is undefeated. Great. I think he's 8-0. He's not exactly the ace of that Dodgers staff, if you, if you dig what I'm saying here. No. But he's been probably the best pitcher so far this season for Dodger Blue. I'm right there with you again. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here in the next minute. On the Lombardi line, again, I want to uh, give a shout-out and a thanks to Will Hill for joining us today and, of course, Len Hochberg. But, you know, it's so funny. We talked a lot about Live Golf over the last couple of weeks. It really has, to Len Hochberg's point, it's not just golf story. It's changed the landscape of sports. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if there's other leagues out there. And I know you got uh, somebody tweeted at you like, hey, is this kind of like the USFL comparison that we saw in the 80s to the NFL? I don't know that it ends with just this yeah. year in golf. But all I want to know is if Live Golf comes to you right now, it gives you a just ridiculous amount of money. Are you going to leave me? Yeah. I mean, I'm not making the millions those guys are, though. So uh, So what's the answer, yeah. Wes Reynolds? I'll have to leave that for another time. I've got to think about it. I think our producer, Matt Santos, says he's out the door. If this golf calls. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We got you covered all afternoon long right here on VCMV Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.